that wake you up? Good song, good song. We're uh, continuing our series, Different, and we're looking at the uh, book of First Peter, and Peter writes to Christ followers who were being persecuted during this time. This is during the time and the reign of the Roman Emperor Nero. Uh, Nero, uh, you might recall, he's demented, pretty sadistic, uh, to be honest. He enjoyed uh, arena sports that featured Christians uh, being mauled by wild dogs, uh, lions. Uh, He was known for hanging Christians on poles and setting them on fire to light the streets of Rome. And so the, the persecution of Christ followers was extreme during this time. And as you uh, read First Peter, there are two main themes that kind of emerge. One of them is Peter emphasizes that even in the midst of persecution, that our hope is in Jesus Christ. And then Peter reminds us again and again and again that we are to be different. We, we are called to be different. We're in this world, but not of this world. And so uh, as followers of Jesus Christ, uh, we're referred to as aliens, you know, uh, citizens of heaven, that we are just passing through this world, and this world is very temporal, and we're awaiting our eternal home in, in heaven. And so that's the perspective, and that's a very different perspective to living. I believe it's a perspective that should result in having different values, that Christ followers should have different priorities. We should have a different focus, a different belief system. It should change the way we live, that our our marriages and our relationships should be different. Our our parenting style should be different. The the way that we manage our, our time, our talent, our resources should be different than the world. We're called to be different. Peter writes this. He says, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, we set our hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you first lived in ignorance. You know, in other words, do not conform to the world. Do not return to living the way the world lives. He says, remember who you are, Christ followers, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, it's Old Testament, he's referring to be holy because I'm holy. And then Peter gently reminds us, he says, you pray to God and call him Father, but he will judge everyone the same way by what they do. So while you're visiting here, see, there's the alien part. While you're visiting here on earth, you should live with respect for God. In other words, respect God with, with all you say, with all you do. You should respect God. He says, Christ followers, you know, we have a higher calling. We are called to be different. And therein is the, the struggle, isn't it? See, I believe that the greatest challenge for followers of Jesus Christ today, for many of them, it's the desire to fit in, to fit in in life. We're we're called to be different, but we struggle, don't we? Why? Because we want to fit in. 
because we want to look like everybody else. We want to be accepted by everyone. We want to belong to this world somehow. We want to blend in, and it's a struggle. We're not to conform to the patterns of this world. Paul tells us we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we are called to be different, Peter says. Peter says we're to stand out. We're to be set apart in the way that we live our lives. I was thinking about this this week because I thought, why, why do so many people want to conform to this world? I mean, have you looked at the world lately? I mean, the world's broken. The world lives in bondage. The world lives in fear. The, the world is always in conflict and tension. And for the world, I mean, normal, normal is to live with a lot of anxiety. Normal is to be divorced. Normal is to hate your job. You know, normal is to want more and more and more and never be satisfied. You know, normal is to fight depression. Normal is a lot of people hate their life the way it is. And I don't know about you, but I do not want that. I do not want to conform to this world. You know, Jesus, he talks about the normal road that people take. He says there's a the path that people get on, and that path is broad, and it's wide, and a lot of people are traveling on it. And Jesus says, but there's a different road, one that, that's narrow. In fact, Jesus would caution Matthew 7, he says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to, what, destruction, and many enter through it. My hope and prayer all week has been that we will be the few, that we will be the few that have a passion for the narrow way that we will choose the path that leads to life and avoid that path that, that leads to destruction. You know, that, that we would not choose to be in this world, so to speak. That we would not pursue the, the, the things that the world says, hey, this is normal. That we would elevate, that, that we would be set apart, that we would do what really we don't have the power to do outside of God. You know, not by might, not by power. How do we do it? By the Spirit of the Lord, by God's Spirit, that, that we would not be conformed, but transformed. Now, here's the deal today. If you're perfect, you get a bye today. In fact, if you're perfect, you can plan your week. You can think about what you're going to have for lunch. Uh, do whatever while I'm talking. Play on your phone if you want. But the rest of you, if you're not perfect, engage. Be alert. Sober. Seriously considering the things that we're going to talk about this morning. See, Christ followers, we are called, we're called by God. We were created by God to be different. And part of the problem, 
I think, for many is that we tend to focus on the outside. You know, what we say, what we do. In other words, the, the real challenge for us is if we're going to change, lasting change, it takes place inside. And then it comes out. But too often, I know too many Christ followers that think, well, I'll change my behavior. Transformation, my friends, lasting transformation takes place when our minds change, when our minds are transformed, when God begins working through his Holy Spirit to change our hearts. And when our hearts are changed, guess what? Behavior changes. I mean, that's why, that's why Peter calls us to a higher calling. That's why Peter says over and over, we, we've got to elevate here. He calls us to elevate our life, to change the way that we live. I want to look at this verse again. It says, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Ouch, I don't like that. See, there was a time when you were clueless. But now you know better. Now, for some of you, you you might still be there. You go, I don't, I don't know. You know, you haven't made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And so you don't know any better. And you haven't been transformed yet. But for most here today, the fact is that we do know better. We need to live differently it says but just as he who called you is holy so be holy in all you do for it is written be holy because i'm holy god says i want you to notice what that doesn't say it, do, it doesn't say be happy in all you do you hear that it doesn't say be happy in all you do What's it say? Be what? Holy in all you do. And some of you are going, what? You know. See, too many Christ followers today believe that that God is calling them to, to live a happy life. That that's the purpose is happiness. But we have been set apart. We're called to be different You know, and this is critical, and spoiler alert today. Your happiness is not the highest calling in your life. You have a higher calling. Your your highest calling is not happiness. You know, the theology of happiness, it has infiltrated the faith. And I will tell you that it is born out of a very meistic mentality. And it basically says, oh, God wants me to be happy. God wants me to be happy. And if happiness is your highest calling, I will tell you, watch out. Because it fuels a lot of bad decisions in life, a lot of destructive actions. Because you begin thinking different. You go, I I know what God's word says, but I want what I want. I want to be happy. You know, everybody's doing it. It's not a big deal. You know, if it makes you happy, it's got to be okay. 
And friends, people justify all kinds of things through the happiness filter. And they make unwise decisions all the time because of it. See, when you believe above everything else, God wants you to be happy, it changes how you think. So, so you have some discomfort in your life. You have a delay in your life. You are called to ta- do something risky, you know, self-denial, uh, an inconvenience in your life. And you think, well, that can't possibly be God's will because God wants me happy. And I will tell you that that leads to a life that is on a path of conforming to the patterns of this world, you know, where uh, our comfort, our uh, pursuit of money and pleasure, my wants becomes the, the only thing that really matters. And it's a destructive place. And if that's where your pursuit is, well, guess what happens to God in that? God exists for one reason, to provide for my wants, make me happy, my greeds, my stuff. We've got it backwards, friends. As Christ followers, we, we do not... God doesn't exist for us. We, we exist for God. We, we exist to serve God, who's called us to be different, to be holy in, in our lives. And I know that word holy today, it's kind of a tough one, isn't it? I mean, what, what's holy mean? Well, it comes from the Greek, uh, hagios is, is the word, and it means set apart. It means uh, pure. And so here's my question for you. Are, are you different than the world? Are, are you different in how you live? You know, the things you say? And I, I know how this goes because some of you are going, well, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Here's a promise. If you are not different, you're not following you're not following. I want you to let that sink in for a minute. If you are not different from the world, you are not following Jesus Christ. I mean, how, how should we be different? Well, I think just about in every way, every area. Again, how about marriage? Is your, is your marriage different than others? You know, are you faithful? Are you loving? Are you honest? Are you selfless? Do, do you cherish your spouse? You know, parents, are, are you raising your kids differently? You know, what, what values are you teaching them? You know, what are you modeling for your kids? What, what does your schedule say about the importance of God in your family's life? And I hope you understand this. You have to be different if you're going to raise your kids differently. And I'll be honest, I I fear for some of you. Because how are your children going to see the importance and the value of a relationship with Jesus Christ if you're not living differently? Seriously. How about at work? You know, we talk about this. I think it's highly important that we are different in our, our vocations. You know, that 
you know, do you, do you complain all the time? Do you give less than your best at work? Do you cut corners? Are you honest all the time? I mean, could anybody at work, if they look at you, they go, oh, yeah, they're different. Do you give your best? Do you have a great attitude when you go in? Do you work as though you're working for the Lord in life? Some of you go, oh, I don't like my body. I didn't ask you that. Are you different? You know, different pursues God. Different seeks to please God. Different puts God first, front and center, all the time. You know, not just sometimes, not just, well, if it works for me, I'll do that. No, different puts God first always, 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 always. Even when it's difficult. Even when it costs you. As obedient children, do not conform. Do not do it, Peter says. When, when you conform to this world, it leads to trouble. It leads to problems. It leads to destruction. It'll lead to dissatisfaction in life. You know, Peter, he cautions. He says, do not conform. Do not fall back. Do not fall back into the old ways that you used to live, the way you used to live before you knew Jesus Christ. And this is, this is easy to happen, doesn't it? I mean, it happens very easily in our lives. We, we fall back into sin, into old patterns. You with me here? I mean, we all do it. But I have never, in all my years of ministry, had someone say, you know what, I fell into holiness. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I woke up one morning, and man, was I holy. Woo, check me out. It doesn't happen that way, does it? And part of it's because we have a spiritual enemy, an enemy that wants to see you fail in your life. He wants to see you fall. He wants to see you slip back. He wants to see you miserable. He wants to destroy you. You know, and he will do everything that he possibly can to lure you away from God. You know, Scripture says he's the father of lies. That's because he's going to lie to you all the time, whisper to you. He has a mission, one mission, steal, kill, destroy. And he is cunning and he is smart, and he doesn't come out and say, hey, I want you to worship me, because he knows most of us are smart enough to, that we're like, I don't want to be a devil worshiper. See, Satan knows that. So he's a little more coy here. You know, since the Garden of Eden, he has had the same strategy over and over, and he poses questions. He poses questions that lure you away from God, that lure you away from holiness, get you going in the wrong direction. You know, he tempted Adam and Eve, and he said to him, he says, did God really say you can't eat fruit from that tree? I don't think so. I think it'll be okay. It happens every time you, you hear a message or you're reading God's word and you hear that little voice, oh, surely God didn't mean that. I mean, God didn't specifically say that I can't do that. So it must be okay. It must be all right. Surely God wants me to be happy. He doesn't want me to be unhappy. 
And let me say something, because I know some of you right now, you're playing the little game that many play, and you go, well, I'm better than most people. Be very careful with that one. Better than most is not the standard. We have been called to a higher calling. We have been called to holiness in our lives. And I want to challenge you to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, to take you where God wants to take you. Not, not by your power, not by your might, but by the Spirit of the Lord, you really can elevate in your life. You can change. And so I want to keep it simple and just ask you, what are two areas in your life where you struggle trying to fit in all the time? Think about that. Be, be honest with yourself. You know, what are two areas where you struggle putting your happiness above God's, God calling you to holiness in your life? And identify those things and own it and call it what it is, conforming, conforming to this world. And, and maybe if I ask it a different way, what is the area in your life that God wants you to be different. In fact, I guarantee you right now, the Holy Spirit's whispering to some of you. And the real question is, will you be just a hearer of God's Spirit? Or will you be a doer? See, the Holy Spirit's calling some of you to a higher calling. Allow God to do that. Allow His Spirit to convict you. Allow his spirit to guide you, to lead you in the way that leads to righteousness and holiness and goodness and godliness. Some of you are like, well, does it really matter? Well, yeah, it does. You know, Peter, he says, remember this, remember this. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. See, we've been set free as Christians. We've been set free by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We're called to, to a higher place. Peter says, he is he has been chosen. It's talking about Jesus here. Jesus was chosen by God before the creation of the world and was revealed in the last days for your sake. Through him, you believe in God who raised him from death and gave him glory. And so your faith and hope are what? Fixed on God, lasered on God. You know, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you've been set free. And you've got to get this. We, we are not saved by trying to live a holy life. You cannot be holy enough. You cannot be good enough. Holiness is not the path to knowing God. Knowing God is the path that will get you to holiness. 
When, when you accept Jesus Christ as, as your Savior, as your Lord, there, there is an internal shift that takes place. And it is no longer an obligation, you know, of trying to make yourself better so that God will love you. It, it's not by, by your power. It's not by your might. But it's by God's Spirit working in you. And when you know God... When you really know God and you know him in a personal way, it changes your heart. And there comes a point in your life where it changes your heart to the point that you begin thinking, I don't want to do anything that is displeasing to God because he loves me and I want to show him how much I love him. And so in, instead of doing what, what we think will, will bring me happiness in my life, well, I live different. I mean, I want to live. I want to love. I, I want to go where God wants to take me. We say this all the time. You live for an audience of one. Because of Jesus Christ, we, we fix ourselves on God. It does not matter what anybody else thinks. Why? Because we love God. Because Jesus Christ died for you. And you live different because of that. Because your heart's been changed. You've been transformed because the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are developing inside you. Because you're, you're pursuing God, what happens is your roots go deeper and deeper and deeper. And you end up being elevated by the king of this world. And the king of heaven. You start spending time with God, spending time in God's Word regularly. You're no longer conforming to the world, but you're conforming to the image of Jesus Christ. See the shift? You know, it's, it's supernatural. You can be different if you allow God to work in you, if you allow God to transform you, if you start thinking different up here. Because of Jesus Christ, you can know God. And knowing God is the path to holiness. Think about that. We're called to be different. We're called to live differently. We're called to love differently. We're, we're called to, to go where, where God wants to take us in our lives different called to be different let's bow in a word of prayer our holy God God we thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to die for us to free us God I thank you for it's hard to get my mind around how much you love us God, help us, because of that love, to live differently. To live differently in our neighborhoods. To live differently at work, school. God, help us to pursue you. To pursue holiness. God, help us when we fail to realize that we got on the wrong path, that 
we're pursuing the wrong thing. We're chasing the wrong things. God just uh, working our hearts. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would whisper, nudge us. God, you'd elevate us to a higher place, a better way of living. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunities you'll place before us this week. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. God's people said, it's not by your might. It's not by your power, but it's by God's spirit. We're called by God to be different. We're called to be what? All right, we're going to try that one again. We're called to be what? We're called to be what? So be different, and we'll celebrate right now.